What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, investing, with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to episode 30 with Kyle Saboth. We are here to help you crush your goals. So, guys, really excited to bring. Uh, a top local influencer on the podcast. We've had the opportunity to work with Kyle kind of hand in hand on a couple of transactions. And uh, Kyle, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, I love helping out other people and I love what you guys are all about. So it's, it's a privilege to be here. So hopefully I get this right. Kyle is the number one Keller Williams agent in the country for individual volume. That is correct. Yep. So yep. number one, um, four years and this will be year number four. So it's nice. Good. I love wow. that. That is killer, killer. And hopefully after a hot 2020 as well. Best year I've had so far. I love it. What did you it. do? Uh, how many sales did you do in 2019? Uh, so we do it on transaction side. So if you have a buyer and a seller, it's two. Uh, I did 534 transaction sides. That's amazing. Huge, <clears throat> huge. That's almost like two closings a day. That Correct. That's some serious volume. Correct. Yep. Good stuff. So, so Kyle, we, we know where you're at now. We know that you're, you're obviously the agent to, in, in the local area and also nationally. How'd you get started? So I started, uh, I started year number eight, right? So I started eight years ago and I had a full-time job and my whole goal was to go away on vacation one time a year and use like one of these checks for that purpose. So that was the that. reason I did this just for a little, couple extra bucks. I said, Hey, let me give this a shot. If I make four or five grand extra a year, it'll be fantastic. And that's a win. So that's, that's how it all started. That, so that's good stuff because we talk to a lot of investors and investors talk about when they buy that multifamily, hopefully it generates enough income to take their family on one extra vacation, or maybe it helps with some student loans or some, some bills at home. So I think that story ring, will ring true to a lot of folks. So going from trying to generate enough income to go on one additional vacation a year to kind of where you're at now, what are some key moments during that journey? Or what was the key moment to help you transition so, out of corporate? That's good. So the turning point was the day I said, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I'm going to get rid of that full-time job and I'll never forget it. It was the year, the year prior, I did 191 transaction sides. So I did 191 sides. Full, I mean, I'm full transparency. I was making about a hundred and a quarter at my full-time job. So I had a good gig. Um, yep. It was a really good job. For I, I, I battled 10 years in corporate to get to that point. So I really felt like I made it. Yep. So it was really hard to give that up. The other thing was, you know, a lot of the people in my life at the time were old school in the sense they were like, hey, don't give up your day job because you can, you can always fall back on that, right? That's like, you know, you went to school, you did all this, like you need to go to work and work for someone and, 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 and climb the ladder. But that's a mentality that I never had. So for those 10 years that I did this, Every day, all I did was watch the clock and say, oh, it's 9.05, 9.10, o'clock, 5 o'clock, and you're running out the door. So I get that. Uh, what was your job? I worked in finance. I worked at, I ended at Washington Trust. Okay. I was an equity analyst. So I, I have a CFA and an MBA. So I went really full Monty on, on finance. Yeah. Um, I worked there and I did that for a long time. Um, you know, in that year when I finally kind of got the guts to say, let me give this thing a shot. Let me switch. Let me, let me give it a chance. Right. So I'm either going to live the rest of my life and, and wonder what if, 
or I'm going to go for it. And I said, I'm going to go for it. Love that. Let's circle back to having a full-time job and completing 129 transaction sides, as you call it. Yeah, that's insane. That's insanity, right? So that's probably like three full-time jobs at once, right? Right. So I, you guys probably follow Gary Vee or you're familiar with some of his stuff. If, if you are, you're not. One thing that resonated with me that he would always say is, you know, your full-time gig pays the bills and the other, you know, the rest of that time I was building a business and I was Absolutely. trying to use my Love spirit it. and say, Hey, look, I have from 501 to 2 a.m. And every weekend, <laughs> let me see what I can do. So that's yeah. just how I did it. I just went after and I said, look, I still have another 10 hours here. Let's make the best of it. And that's right. what I did. So when you made that transition, how many people were on board with you? Because you, you mentioned that like a lot of your family and friends had that old school mindset to collect that check. And how'd no, you battle through that? No one. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff I'm doing now. I'm, I'm really working on some other big, big, big stuff like, like around that's, that's not just local here, but some stuff across the country and some stuff all off the Northeast. And I don't have a great support cat. I don't have a great support system for that. Everyone around me, close to me is very conservative. Yep. So there was really no one in my camp that was like, hey, this is, you know, go for it. Hey, you know, you got this. You can do this. So it was a really hard spot to be in. And I can relate to a lot of people that are probably listening because, you know, when you come from that background of, you know, a nine to five worker bee or you come from that background of you're supposed to do things a certain way and this out of the box thinking isn't normal, it's really yep. hard to find that support behind you. And it's, it's something that's tough to do. And it's still hard. In my next venture, everyone's like, well, why would you, you know, you're doing so well now. Why would you try to grow into this or be bigger? Or do Because we always want a new challenge. Right. You need to have new challenges. Huh? You need to have new challenges, definitely. You know, I can keep doing 500 plus deals, but is that really my challenge? Is that my next chapter? I don't know. I don't think that is. I mean, it is, but there's going to be more to it in that same, you know, the other hours I got to work on something else. Yeah. And that's like, you always hear the age old, age old saying that the only thing on a shark's mind is eat, right? It's for us hustlers, it's like, all right, cool. I built this. How do I continue to expand or how do I take that to the next level? Exactly. It's more about next level for me. It's yep. next level and next challenge. So I'm always going to do what I do because I love it. But at the end of the day, I need to find that next chapter. What Absolutely. Right. Kyle, I understand you completely because uh, I had a teaching background and you, you see how many teachers were always like, what are you crazy leaving teaching to do real estate? What are you going to yeah. be an agent? And right. uh, I said, no, I'm not being an agent. I'm going to be an investor. Just invest my own money and time. You know? Yeah. And, and, and people, it's foreign to so many people that they look at you like you're a weirdo. Like, and they're like, wow, this guy, like you're going to give up a teaching job. And if I heard one more person say to me, oh, you're going to give up benefits. What about benefits? <laughs> I can't swear on here, but <laughs> I give my all the benefits I want right now. Like, we need right. benefits. So yeah. that, that's something that is really hard. And again, if you don't have that, you try to surround yourself with people that have like-minded mentalities. And it's, it's tough to find out here, guys. It really is hard to find some local people with the same mentality that Absolutely. you can trust. Yeah, true. I think uh, the trust one is huge. Um, too many people play that me game. So that's a, that's a big component. Let's talk about, I'm going to circle back to benefits and try to tie into a couple of things here. So I know that you're an investor and that you own some units locally, but you also come from the world of stocks. So how do you balance your investment portfolio between 
um, putting money in the stock market versus, versus investing in real estate? I'm going to show you how much I believe in real estate is that I don't even have, like I liquidated everything. I don't have anything. I have zero. I, might I love have that. A, I might have one rollover with 150 K in it or whatever. Yep. At the, end of the day I liquidated everything I had in the last few years. It's all in real estate because you can feel it. You can touch it. You can, you can see it. It can appreciate, it can build equity. It can pay down debt. It can cash flow. I can trade it. I can sell it. I can keep it. I can do whatever with it. Right. And I love that. Under my power and control a stock from being a stock analyst. I can't control how much IBM reports in the earnings report in the second quarter of 2020. It's a guess. It's a guess. I'm, anyone right. that's not a guess is lying to you. I've modeled Absolutely. five years. You can't control. And not only can you not control what they report, you can't control what the investors decide. Like if they decide it's a good or bad report and the stock goes up or down. Right. Legit gamble. I love that. So guys, keep in mind, this is coming from uh, a CFA, a chartered financial analyst. So those Correct. are, CFAs are the brightest financial minds in the financial industry. So those are the guys behind the scenes helping out the fund managers pick all the stocks in those mutual funds that you invest in. And, and Kyle- actually right there. Yeah, oh yeah, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. That's cool. So uh, those right listening to, to the podcast, if you're not watching on YouTube, on the recording, it, his CFA certificate is actually sitting behind him. So I put so much, so much time, hours and everything into that stuff, guys like that. That's why it's sitting there, whether I use it or not, I can't change the amount of time and sacrifice. And I think it's a testament for what I'm willing to do going forward. So I'll never take that down. Absolutely. That means so much to me. It's a huge accomplishment. It, it reminds me what you just said of uh, burning the boats, you know, uh, in, in history, there was uh, conquistadors that were, going towards Mexico City. And at one point, they had, some of the sol sailors were scared and they, they wanted to go home. And uh, I think it was Cortez. Now, this might not even be a true story, but it's, it's Cortez says, you know what? Let's burn the boats. We're marching towards Mexico City. We're doing this no matter what. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Very I similar. That. I love yeah. that. So, Kyle, are you, are you able to share any of those big projects that you're working on that you kind of touched on earlier? Like some of the, maybe, maybe some <laughs> high level... No, all right, fair enough. No, no, I'll share. No, no, I'll share because it's gonna come out soon. So I believe I believe in giving back. Okay. Cool. I came from no transactions. Never did a like had no family in real estate. No one kind of called me the most. Okay. Yep. There's a lot of younger professionals, even older, doesn't matter. Yep. That want to be successful in this business, right? But don't really know how. So my goal over time is to teach, train, coach, and bring people from a position of where they are now to where they want to be. Love so that. I'm working on some stuff with that. I'm also working on down the road. Um, you know, I don't want to say too much. Um, I'll always sell and always, my goal is always to be the top salesperson in, in the country, in the world and in whatever, but also to bring on an army of mini Kyles below me to really light the world on fire. And quite frankly, if I'm going to be honest, I'd like to have every listing in the state of Rhode Island. In Massachusetts. <laughs> and then take it from That's there. That's a mentality. Every, you know, and go from every state from there on forward. And, you know, the goal is just to get a system in place to help people. And really not about me personally having them, but people that work in tandem with me. And I have a thing in my office. No one actually works for me. We work together. They work with me. So I'm, I'm a big, big believer in that. That's huge. 
that's huge. That's how I structure my office as well. So uh, my my son, when he was two, he actually named the logo Charles. So I, I tell the team, I'm like, hey, listen, everybody works for Charles. Nobody works for Chris and I. Like, it, it's for Charles. We work, we come together and we work together as a team, and yeah. that's huge. But that, uh-huh. that's part of why you have success. Right. We're all in right. it together. We're in it together, and at the same time, though, know, if, if you get someone in that team structure that's not a team player, they need to, you need to eliminate that. So Absolutely. Really, like, loyalty is important to me, but once I feel like there's – you, you know, th- that team mentality is gone, then we've got an issue. And I'm, uh, how I'm, many, I'm sorry. How many people do you have on staff right now? So on staff, um, most of my staff right now is support. So I have in-house five in-house admins that are in my office daily. One admin that works in North Carolina, two runners that work on the, on the street for me, and then three transaction coordinators. 10, 10 or 11. Yeah, I love it. They're all support. They're support. Yeah, yeah. We're rowing in the same direction. Yep. Yep. It's huge. And, and everyone's important. Everyone is important. Oh, absolutely. Everyone, you know, everyone has their role. And what I want everyone to do is be the best at that role. Be the best X at whatever you're, be the best at whatever you're doing. Absolutely. And it starts with me. And, and if things go wrong, I'm always going to take the blame at the end of the day. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the blame for it. But at the end of the day, if, 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 it's, if it's someone on my staff making the same error over and over again, we need to address that. Most definitely. And, and honestly, that's huge, right? So you always see that, that I, don't, I don't want to call it a meme, but you see that kind of visual of the difference between a leader and a boss, right? Mm-hmm. So the leader is the guy who gets in the weeds and kind of does it with them. So you guys are right. all running different directions throughout the day, but you all play that, that, that key role on the team. And as long as you accomplish or each team member accomplishes what they need to, the whole team keeps moving forward. Right. And at the end of the day, if we all have, if we're talking about a big pie, right. And we all have one piece of the pie or one piece of the puzzle, it doesn't work or it doesn't look good. If one, if, if one portion of that pie is not, is not fitting correctly. Right. So everyone Absolutely. has to row in the same, everyone has to be on the same page and no one in my organization is going to care more than me. That's never going to happen. I love it that. So much to me. It matters yeah. so much to me. It's so important to me. So I take things very, very personal if there's ever an issue. Love it. I build this from nothing. And when you know, if you build something from the bottom and you build it from scratch, that's your baby. Absolutely. There's nothing in this world I spend more time on than this, this, than what I do, what I spend all my time on. So I feel that. Definitely. So as you start to grow your baby, you, you tackle X number of transactions first year, you're in year eight now. At what point do you start looking at multifamily investments? And what did your first multifamily investment look like? Year before I got started in this. I mean, I, I, that's that. how I got started. I mean, I started as an investor. So my first property I bought was a four unit in Pawtucket for 130000 What street um, was it on? 58 Melrose Ave. I still own it. Four <laughs> nice. individual single bedroom units, heat paid by the owner, hot water is paid by the owner. Oof. All the units, yeah. Oof is right. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, it got me in the game. The market was low. Absolutely. 140, I could turn around and sell it now much higher, double, if not two and a half X that number. Absolutely. Um, made so many mistakes, though, along the way of, of being an investor, just from not knowing, like kind of learning as I went. But one thing I will say, I never had paralysis by analysis, and I never will. I've never been the guy to look at 50,000 spreadsheets before I did anything. I feel it, I see it, I look at it, I understand it, and I decide. 
Absolutely. So many people in this business are so scared to pull the trigger. They know more than you. They know more than me. They know <laughs> more than all of us, but they'll never execute. And you can't teach that. So I, going with that, right? So you brought up Gary Vaynerchuk before, and he talks about how ideas are shit and execution's the game. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. And the third part to that is that speed kills, right? So as all you're right. talking about, you go out there, you feel it, you get the sense of it, you kind of run the numbers in your head rather than pounding the spreadsheet, but you have that kind of sixth sense. Is this the deal? Is it, is it not? Is it something I want to execute on? A hundred percent. I mean, and, and, and I think you hit it on the head, right? So at the end of the day, speed kills, right? So you got to make a decision and make a decision relatively quickly. If you like what you see yep. and execution, you could be the best planner in the world. If you can't execute, I got in this business. I hadn't, I don't still don't have a really good CRM eight years in because I wasn't worried about, I was worried about executing. Let me right. execute on my thoughts. Let me execute on how to be the best at what I do. How do I execute on the next challenge? How do I execute? Besides getting caught in a minutia, I can hire someone to do that. Right. Be better at it than I am because that's yeah. what they do. That's what they focus on. I need to execute at a high level so that my staff can execute and do what they need to do. And we can all be successful. And when I blow this up and grow bigger and bigger, the ones that have been with me from the beginning, they will be the ones that stay with me through the whole thing. And I'm going to take care of them because they, they rode with me from the beginning from nothing. And, and that's the key. Like, you got to execute. I love that mentality. And you know, you guys see it. There's too many people can't execute. They can talk about it and probably have a way better I, game plan than I have. I think it's just crazy it. right now how many, how many realtors come out and they stay focused on that social media strategy when they're doing like zero transactions. And they keep, they keep posting every, every property they go out to on social media and playing that game rather than actually getting down in the dirt, into the weeds and, and doing the work that they need to. I mean, honestly, I'm too busy to even do it. I don't even have time. <laughs> but what I've done is I realized it's something that needs to be done and I've hired folks to help me do it that are specialists in that, in that department. And that's what we're going to get better is we're going to outsource the things that we're not good at and continue to grow that social media presence and continue to get video and continue to get all these things by having someone do it. That's really good at it and not taking my time away from what I need to do, which is absolutely in the business, on and in the business. So what's your favorite, favorite part of the process, right? In, in terms of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, is it going out haunting new investments for, for things that you want to buy or is it, Helping first-time home buyers. What does that look like for you? So my favorite part is working with buyers and sellers. Like getting my the best feeling still to this day is meeting with you, Jimmy, as a seller, and you saying, "I want to sell with you. I choose you to be the person to sell my property." That's a win. Absolutely. As many wins I can get during the week. That's what matters. Or if I'm a buyer and I meet with four other agents and I decide this guy's the best fit and they pick me, that's a win. So to me, that's the most, because that's just another person that helps. So that, that's the process that I like when they trust you enough to go with you. Definitely. What, what percentage of your day do you feel is, um, is Kyle Saboth, Kel Williams, number one in the country versus Kyle doing a little bit of his own thing on multifamily versus Kyle maybe uh, working on new projects to, to blow up this the whole thing so, make it amazing no no honestly sad but true zero percent of my time is spent on as an investor i've actually hired someone to handle any and all properties that i'm working on whether they're renovations or if i have a partner 
I've started hard. I started lending some private lending stuff. So I have someone who's running that division for me. So I've hired people to handle all this stuff and really haven't really haven't at the end of the day spent any time on that. As far as the Keller Williams thing, that's probably 90% of the time. Um, 10% is forward looking, but that 10% is undivided attention late at night or early in the morning when I can think clearly. So it's a solid 10%. Uh, contributing factors to your success. What do you feel the big things that made you where you are today? I'm not scared of anything. I love that. I understand the ability to try things and that everything's not going to be successful. So trial and error. And I'll, I'll work anyone in the, in that's humanly walking if it comes yeah. down to it. Like I'm willing <laughs> to put that much more time in because I care that much. Love that. <clears throat> so if someone wants to become a better investor, uh, especially if they're just starting out, what's one thing you'd recommend they're doing right now? Do it. Do it. Make mistakes. One thing I would recommend is make mistakes and learn from them and don't let them happen again. Right? So make, make the mistake in the sense that you go out there and you take on a project and you may do some things wrong or right, but learn from what that is and adjust and change and be able to be a chameleon and learn from other people who have made the same mistakes before you and maybe learn from them not to make the mistake next time going forward. So I would say educate yourself from learning from doers and then also do it on your own. And I think part of what you talked about before is owning it, right? So if a mistake is made, own that you made it. And that's part of the education process as well. Own it and care about it. Like yep. If you just make it and you don't care, then, then you don't, you know, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. If you care about it and care about it enough to fix it, fix that issue. Most definitely. You have to keep improving. I agree. Uh, Jimmy and I were talking this morning about uh, people that we know that are driving for dollars but aren't doing any business. Uh, and we figured, you know what? They're doing something wrong in their business if they're not doing anything, if they're not executing any deals. Right. And one other thing I would say about that, and this is where a lot of people get kind of, I call it noise. They get stuck in the noise. Yep. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I don't care. Any other realtor, I don't, like, there's a lot of people that do a really, really nice job in Rhode Island, and they're fantastic at what they do, but I don't care what they're doing. It's not going to impact my day one way or another. I'm never worried about what someone else is doing. You'll never hear me, oh, I can't believe what he, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Why do I care? I love that. I'm, I'm 100% on board with you on that one. Frank kind of beats me up a little bit. He's like, Who's your competition? I said, myself. I got to wake up every oh. single day. It's like Mario Kart ghost mode, right? When right. you're chasing that ghost, trying to be better and better, you got to chase yourself every single day to create a better Absolutely. version of yourself. I'm with you 100%. I always there. say to people, I got to be better today than I was yesterday and better tomorrow than I was today. And at the end of the day, I should never put the high watermark or I should never put the bar someone else in my business. It has yeah. to be me and my goals, and they should be over overachieving anyone else that's in my, my space. Because Absolutely. if I want to dump, not dumb it down, but if I play it down to that, I'm not living my full potential. Every human is not the same. We're all not built the same. Everyone right. has different goals, aspirations, and the ability to execute. Mine is different than some other people, and that's okay. So I need to, I need to track myself. So what is, uh, I don't know if you do a lot of reading. Uh, what is one book that you might consider a must read? Zero reading. Hate <laughs> to read. <laughs> but so, I will say, go ahead, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, that's super impressive, right? 
but it, it shows like people learn in different capacities. So where you're learning a lot is probably that experiential learning. Correct. Versus That's how getting... I learn. That's how I learn. And I learn honestly what I've learned, how I think I've learned the most in the past two years, which have been the most influential to me, maybe two or three years. I've met with people that are smarter than me. And I've I love that. Them, and I just listened to them. And I went out with them today and I said, I just want to observe. Go ahead. Watch what you're doing. And I love it. It's fantastic for me. It gives me something different that I don't already have. So you said, you said Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, who else influences you in life? Eric Thomas. Ah, I was going to bring Thomas. in Eric Thomas's track called Uncle Warren, right? He's like, I'm at the yeah, table yeah, with Warren yeah. Buffett. I'm listening to him. I'm not saying anything. Correct. Correct. Eric Thomas is a big, like, I'm just a big that's kind of my guy. Like that's, I'm not a fan of anyone. I don't believe in that word, but I, I'm a big believer in, you know, following what he says and it, it resonates well with me. Like you need to follow whoever there is out there that resonates. Like Gary V's okay, but he doesn't really resonate that well with me. Like that doesn't drive me. That doesn't push me. But Eric Thomas gives me that one. Like when I'm having a day and I need that push, I'll, I'll turn him on. I love that. And I watched the one video over and over about, have you seen You've probably seen it a million times. The kid in the water. If you want to succeed him. as bad as you want to breathe. Yeah, 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 I, you yeah. know what? I feel you there. Like, this is going to sound crazy. Conor McGregor is my, my guy. When I'm having a day, he has those videos, and there's this one video that I watch over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that you say you, when you're having a day, you pull on that one video. You I feel to, you. Just the one, because, again, when you don't have that much support, or, like, you don't have that behind you, you don't have many people with that mentality. You need to find it somewhere. We all oh, yeah. need that. Yeah. need to find it. So uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, basically, is one of our new questions we're asking. Five years out, where do you see yourself? So five years out, um, I don't want to reveal too much. I understand. Five years out, I um, want to be known as the best to ever live in my space. Um, want to be known as someone that helps a lot of people and has helped a lot of people be better at within the real estate space and then have a monster kind of coaching program up and running. It's unparalleled and no one's ever done it. Potential TV show, potential radio show. I mean, we're trying to go for it all. So five years, that. that's where I'm at. And, um, I love that. A huge fact. One other thing, be a real huge influential factor on my two daughters. I have a six and a four-year-old and just really in five years when they're kind of right where I need them to be age-wise, like really be – the person they're looking at and, 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 and teaching them things that they're not going to get from somebody else. I think that's the most important part. Absolutely. I think that's really important. That's what I've been working on right now. So I know what you mean. Say that again. That's what I'm working on in my own life right now. Yeah, my oldest no, is 13. So you're right there. It's a big time. So Kyle, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to find you either on social media or reach out to you directly? So you can find me on social media, uh, the Steve team, just Google it, whatever. You can find it all over. But reach out to me directly. Uh, I get a lot of people in my industry that Facebook me all the time. Hey, I want to learn. What can you do? What can you help me with? I'm always going to take the phone call. My number is 508-726-3492. You can text me if you're scared to call. You can call me. You can Facebook me. Whatever, whatever you want to do is fine. But I'm here to help. Awesome. Love that. So if you guys want to reach out to Kyle, learn a little bit more, shoot him a text message. I like that. That was, that was awesome that you put out your number like that. Um, oh, yeah. 
So guys, if you like this episode, if you could leave us a review or su- subscribe to the Cashflow Kings on Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, we sincerely appreciate it. Kyle, we appreciate you being on the show. Cheers to your success. Thank you guys for having me. You guys have a wonderful day, and uh, hopefully that helped uh, anyone that listened. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. So Jimmy just stopped recording.